of me. I'm the one who insists on having show and tell. Most of the people who work here and work around me go, do you have to do that? But yeah, we do have to do it because I love the idea of gifts. And we just heard from what Jane read for us um, that the magi or the wise men as they're known um, make a huge amount of sense of the power of giving good gifts and we'll see what their gifts meant uh, in just a few minutes. I'm not getting any movement on the So we're just having a little chat down here. I don't want that. I don't want a blank screen. Anyway, I love the idea of gifts, you know, that that anticipation and expectation. And um, Alyssa said that she got some things and she wasn't really expecting them. She was surprised and delighted by how much effort her mum had put into choosing the right gifts. And I love the look on people's faces when they open something and you get it right. About one in ten usually, but it's really nice when you get it right. And I love the thought of getting the right gift for Cheryl, my wife. I, I, I love it. And I start doing my market research fairly early when it's gift time. It's, it goes sort of a bit like this. Um, Christmas is just round the corner. I'd like to buy you something special. Usually silence. Then a day or two later, anything you fancy for Christmas? And then a day or two later, eventually, I get, look, no, I really don't want anything for Christmas. All I want is time with you. All I want is time with you. Now, that's all right, but it's a bit challenged to buy that sometimes. But anyway, heading for our 33rd year, as I said, the right gift is more often an art than a science. And I was reading a thing the other day, and it gave me four tips, four tips for buying the right present at Christmas, and maybe these four little tips will shed light on God's most precious gift at Christmas uh, as well. So here goes. The first thing uh, I want my gift to be is personal. Personal. You can think about these. Write them on your bit of paper or something. Personal. I want the gift to be deeply personal. Now, I have to confess that at the outset, I'm by nature a very stubborn, proud, conceited, not a very nice person really, um, on the inside. And I can easily want the people I love the most, listen to this carefully, mums and dads and kids, the people I love the most, I, I have an idea of who I think they should be. And when I do that, I actually disrespect them. I disrespect their uniqueness and I make them after my own image of them, what I think they should be. And then in my mind, they're good if they do and act and be the sort of person I think they should be. This happened to Jesus all the time, all the time. 
but I should have woken up to this catastrophic defect a long time ago. And it was interesting, even before we got married, I remember Cheryl saying to me one day, before we were married, over 30 years ago, she said to me, do you want to marry me or do you want to marry your idea of who you think I should be? That was just before she slammed the car door really hard. (laughs) And perfectly rightly. Anyway, that's my confession, and I'll leave it with you, but personal, personal gifts are the best. Gifts that show that you understand the person. And see how the wise men, they chose presents that got Jesus just right There was gold, which symbolised kingship. There was frankincense for his priestly role, his role of talking to God on behalf of us, that joining together role to bring us together. And myrrh was actually a spice that was used to anoint people for burial. What a gift to give a baby. Personal and profound I bet they'd prayed about those choices for a while. We as a family, I remember, were in Broome once and I wanted to buy Cheryl something special again and and I was thinking that. We were in Broome, weren't we, you know? And um, she said to me, would you mind if I took you to the shop where I think you might find what I'd really like? I said, yeah, sure, thinking, you know, Callus, Paspaley. She took me to a shop and we bought that. (laughs) Christmas reminds us that God's ultimate gift is incredibly personal. Have you ever had this experience? The perfect tiny hand clasps and holds tight and it grabs your heart and it fills you with joy. This is the personal God of Christmas, reaching for your heart to fill you with joy. And Myrrh tells us that he dies for you and me personally. And he rises to life again, defeating death for you and me personally. And he brings us to himself and he gives us all things. Everything that is his, he gives to us and draws us into his family and declares in the Bible, in 1 Peter 5, that you and I are his personal concern. So tip one, personal. Tip two, practical. Cheryl's favourite gifts over the years have been, yep, that fishing reel. She's still got it over 20 years later. A Magi mix. (laughs) Don't put your finger in it. She loves her bike and her secateurs. Felco secateurs, these are Felcos, if ever you want to know which ones to buy. They last forever and you can get all the replacement parts. In fact, Georgia, our middle daughter, has my mother's pair of Felco secateurs that mum bought in 1956 still working perfectly. They keep on being practical. God's gift of Jesus is totally practical 
and exactly what you and I need. You see, the Bible says that the wage of sin, of rebellion in our hearts, is actually death. Rebellious hearts kill us. It's a practical problem. But the free gift of God is eternal life. How? Through the baby of Christmas. The Magi gave Jesus myrrh. The wise men gave him the herb used for anointing his body for burial because his death was totally practical. It would cleanse us from our rebellious hearts. Matthew, a bit further on in his gospel, says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The death of Jesus is practical. It makes clean hearts possible and actually cleanses our hearts. God's work in Jesus is infinitely practical. It's personal. He gave us his son. It's practical. It cleanses us from selfishness and sin inside and outside. It's also, and we're nearly there, permanent. It's personal, practical. It's also permanent. The third tip for an excellent gift is permanence. It's not just a flash in the pan. Well, I used to love those gifts. If I hadn't broken it by lunchtime, I almost wasn't happy. But anyway, permanent. Now, you may have worked out that um, my wife's love language isn't really gifts. It's time. It's time. Quality time is the best gift I can give her. And it took me a long time to work that out, that this was the gift that she really would cherish. And I've actually discovered that it's great fun too. All I have to do is be available. In fact, I've discovered that to give Cheryl her best gift, um, all I have to do is hang out with her, which I love doing. It's brilliant. And we're both happy. And often it means she works in the garden and, and I just sit on the back deck um, admiring her work and uh, reading a book and drinking coffee. It's fantastic. And we're both having a ball. And this gift of availability and time is, is a permanent gift. It's building our relationship towards permanence. Just like the Magi's gift of gold is indestructible, a sign of the indestructible rule and reign of Jesus, permanent, cannot be broken. God's gift of Christ is permanent for those who embrace its availability. The Bible says nothing can separate us from the permanent love of God in Jesus. And God is available permanently. He's imperishable permanently. And he doesn't want anyone to miss out on that. So it's personal. He gave us his son practical. He cleanses us from selfishness and sin on the inside and on the out. It's permanent. It's a free gift of God. And it's eternal life through Jesus. But it needs to be finally Purchased. Purchased. Personal, practical, permanent, yes. But you've got to close the deal. 
on buying the right gifts. Have you ever been looking for something? This happens to me. You're looking for something, you go into the first shop and there it is. And you go, fantastic. And then you start to think, hmm, I wonder if it's actually the best one. I wonder if there might be a better one or a cheaper one somewhere else. And actually, if you're really stupid, like I can be, you go and end up exactly where you've gotten on one occasion at least someone else had bought it. If you find the right thing in the first place, close the deal. Grab it. God's gift to us was not cheap and it was not free. It was not cheap and it was not free. The wise seers, the wise men were willing to travel a huge distance just to see Jesus. God gave us a son, one and only son. He is the at one sacrifice for us, the only one that can restore relationship with us and God. Jesus has purchased us at his own expense. And our job this Christmas is to say, thank you. I'll seal the deal and receive that gift. It has nothing to do with trying or working or deserving. It's a free gift, but it must be sealed. So four great gift tips from God. Personally gave us his son. Practically cleanses from selfishness and sin on the inside and on the outside. Personal, practical, permanent. The free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. But we must purchase us, purchase it for you at infinite expense to him. There's no greater gift known to humankind. And it's all wrapped up just like So, Lord Jesus, for those of us that need to clasp a hand today, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you now that we're each invited to clasp his hand. And even as an infant, he came to clasp ours. Lord Jesus, I give myself again to you this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for what you've done personally, practically, permanently and that you've purchased me and each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand as we sing our next song. It's a, it's a more modern carol called We Have a Saviour.